Hey, retro lovers, welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your Nostalgia Junkies. So I'm Alex. I'm Joe. And this is Nostalgia Junkies. It's good to have you back, man. Like, how does it feel, like, coming back here? Like, I know, like, I'm excited to have you back. You've been one of my, like, best friends since high school, middle school. Mm-hmm. We grew up in everything from 90s to 2000s, and now we're nerding out in the 2020s. It's crazy. And you have, like, this nice studio now. Everything looks great. You know, I'm loving it. We've definitely gone back for a long time. Definitely have history. Mm-hmm. And, um... Doing your thing, man. You just had a birthday yesterday. I did. Big 3-0. Big 3-0. Welcome to the 30 Club. I know. It's weird. It's very weird. What? 30 years old, four different decades, right? Because the 90s, thousands, 2010s, and 2020s. See, that's some stuff I haven't even thought about yet. Two millennia, four decades, entering your 30s. Feels good. I feel old-er now. (laughs) Mad old. So I have some uh, new Nintendo news. At this point, it's probably been broken for a few weeks now, but yep. I, I mentioned it to you, and I think this is the uh, first that you heard of it. Charles Martinet is stepping down as the voice of Mario. How long has he been the voice of Mario? Since Mario had a voice. He was the original voice of Mario in the game. So when we heard, it's a me, Mario, it's Super a Mario 64, Mario. that was him. And he has been the voice of Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi. Mm. Basically, if it's been a voice in a video game, it's been Mario. Like I want, or it's been Charles Martinet. So he's done all of them, like Toad, yeah. Bowser, all those. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's done Bowser and Donkey Kong. I don't know if there was someone different, but I know that he was Wario, Waluigi, Mario, Waluigi. He's he's been like the whole. The whole cast. Italian family. Wow. See, I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know who the voice of Mario was. I think nowadays kids assume Mario. Chris Pratt. Is Chris Pratt. And then you have Charlie Day as Luigi. Exactly. But when you said the name, I was like, who, who's that? Who's stepping down from Nintendo? Mm-hmm. But he's had a long career. And it, what was that? Like 30 years, possibly? Yeah, going on 30 years. I want to say that was 1998 that Super Mario 64 came out. Okay, so like 25 years? Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. That's a, that's a long time. So, yeah. so what is he going into now? Is he just done completely? Or? So his new title, and I'm still interested to see like what it's going to be, is Nintendo Ambassador for North America. That does make sense. That makes... He's been there for 25 years. I think maybe, you know... They recognize, hey, quarter of a century, you've been the voice of Mario, you know, one of our biggest selling franchise players. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a corporate position and, you know, a thank you. I think that's, I think that's something that he deserves. I agree. And I, I like the fact that they're keeping him around. They just had him go to some, uh, I think they had, he, went, he went to PAX East or PAX West, whatever just happened. Okay. And he did like meet and greets. And I think that's cool. The one thing I'm hoping they don't do with the games is use archive footage or archive vocal work. So like stuff from before. Touch bases on that a little bit. So like, you know, when you hear Mario go, wahoo, it's a me. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're not just going to like copy and paste the sound bites from Super Mario 64 or Galaxy or Super Mario Sunshine 
and put them into the new games and not pay him his work. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to have Charles Martinet's voice, even if he's not freshly recording, I think you should pay, be paid like the equivalent of royalties on a sound. I think Nintendo probably would give him royalties at that point. I would hope so. I would hope so. But, you know, I'm thinking big corporate, worst case scenario, what's Nintendo going to do? Are they going to use Chris Pratt's voice? I mean, the April Fool's video that they did was hysterical, where it was Chris Pratt's voice as Mario and Charlie Day as Luigi. I don't think I've heard that. I've heard rumors that there's a mode in the new games where you can switch it to Charlie Day and Chris Pratt. I don't know how real that is, but I really would love to see that. So the one that I saw that you could switch the modes, it was an April Fool's video. It was done very, very well. Uh, but it was like sound. That. It was sound bites from uh, It's Always Sunny. Like it was. It's it totally was. not going to be Charlie doing, oh shit, like in <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Green <laughs> Man! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm hoping that they pay Charles Martinet his due diligence, or are we going to get a new voice of Mario? I think you're going to get a new voice of Mario. I think you're going to have... I feel like they may already have the person they really want to be Mario. And I'm hoping it's not Chris Pratt in the games. If I, I, unless... I don't think it's Chris Pratt at all. The only way I would be fine with like Chris Pratt doing the voice of Mario in the video games is if they are now going to actually go to like full-on like narration in the games and have sound clips opposed to just like effects. Mm. See, I think it would be a nice little Easter egg, like a mm-hmm. nice little mode to have in, but I don't see Chris Pratt or Charlie Day being like heavily involved in the Mario things, like from a video game aspect. I think okay. from the movies, you have to keep it going. That movie was was pretty good, actually. I'm not gonna lie. It was I amazing. Loved the movie. I was like, this movie's gonna be eh, I don't understand it really. I understand Mario, but I don't see how it's like how they're going to get to this mystical world. But then you realize it's a cartoon and they go down pipes and shit like that. So, Which, you know, I, I was very vocal on the podcast about how I was not excited for Chris Pratt to be Mario. I was not excited for this movie. I loved it. The movie was great. I loved all the little Easter eggs. I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job tying in obscure Nintendo properties through sound clips. I agree. Or even like when the, the pipe burst and there was the hole in the wall, the hole in the wall was the 8-bit Mario head. And that was the coolest Mm. thing. Like, they had some really subtle stuff. It was like, hey, these are for super fans. But then they also had, hey, we're going to slap you in the face with this Easter egg. It's Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's walking to a mansion. And here's the theme. I thought, from someone who doesn't know all the small little Easter eggs, Mm -hmm. I thought the movie went really well. And it's definitely probably, in my opinion, top five or top ten movies. Because it came out this year, right? Yep, I want to say it was in a March, March, March or April, right? Either it had to be. It had to be. Either March way, within the past year. year, I think it's top ten movie. No, I I agree. I would put Mario up there, and I just watched the Mutant Mayhem movie. And as someone who's not a huge Ninja Turtles fan, while it was a big, big like deviation from what our original Ninja Turtles were, whether it's the 1989 cartoon or the TMNT movies, mm-hmm. it was definitely a good. It was a well done movie. The story looks really good. I haven't seen it. I okay. love the cast that I saw. You know, you got Ice Cube in there. Oh, I think yeah. that's great. You have a couple of people here and there, little small time actors. But I'm excited for the overall story. Some of the turtles, I don't have any idea who they are. You know, I know the I know the Michelangelo. Yeah. I know who they are. 
But you don't know. I don't like, really care about them, but the trailers had me invested in the characters for sure. See, I've always been a villain guy. I've always loved the villains for the turtles. Like I know Shredder. Shredder, Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Those are always like, that's what drew me to turtles. But I was watching the movie the past week. And I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Oh, but thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm really invested in that movie. It looks really good. All I know is I was watching it. I texted Brand about 40 minutes in. I'm like, they ruined my boy, Splinter. Like, how, why, why did they do this to him? And he just, he didn't respond. And I texted him like 20 minutes later. I take back everything I, I said. Splinter's amazing. You, you mentioned about how you could see Nintendo and like Illumination really doing something with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, I can see it being a, you know, a trilogy, maybe like a six part movie or something like that. I can see something. It's a cash grab. You got to capitalize on that. So Nintendo has a lot of IP that has movie quality. Yeah. So I know there is the Netflix had rumored a Legend of Zelda series last year. Yes, they did. There's a new rumor that has leaked over the past couple of weeks. A Star Fox movie. So I've seen pieces of like, you know, articles saying like, hey, Star Fox is going to get a live action and things mm-hmm. like that. To be honest, I don't know anything about Star Fox or anything like that. I don't know the story, the whole background behind it. Picture all Star I, Wars with animals. Well, all I know, he's a great character in Smash. Yeah, Star Fox is amazing. I Falco Lombardi is one of my favorite Smash characters to mm-hmm. play as. I'm not good as him. I don't think he's a great character to play as. He looks great. He's freaking awesome. He, he, he looks so, so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, as a kid, you're like, yo, who is this Fox man or this Falco? Exactly. Who is Super this? Smash Brothers Melee, when they let yes. you play as Falco, dude, nobody wanted to play as Fox anymore. Forget Fox. Falco was where it was at. Yes, yes. But there's been a rumored uh, actor that's been attached to play Fox McCloud. Wait, who? Chris Hemsworth has been rumored to play Fox McCloud. How would you feel? So we, we already have Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth in the MCU together. Yeah. What about a Super Smash Brothers movie with Chris Pratt Mario and Chris Hemsworth Fox McCloud? It's not the worst idea, but um, I feel like there's someone better who could possibly do it. I don't have anyone at the top of my head. So, but it, it's not the worst idea, I guess. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth, and I feel like I've done this ever since I badmouthed Chris Pratt as Mario. Chris Pratt does not have a voice acting range. He, he does the same voice, but his acting range and his depth of character is so good that it carries through his voice. And I feel like he can actually do that range of emotion with just his voice. Because if you watch the Lego movie or you watch Mario, the voice that he uses for Emmett and the voice that he uses for Mario are exactly the same. There's, there's no difference. Are we going to get the same thing with Chris Hemsworth with his voice for Thor, his voice in, was it Red October with Josh Peck, and then his voice is Fox McCloud if he plays Fox McCloud? See, now I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Chris Pratt was someone people weren't excited about for Mario. Mm-hmm. But when he started listing off all those movies, I think Chris Hemsworth could do it. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Because recently I watched um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Okay. And he plays a villain in there. And he has that, you know, calm demeanor. You know, he plays this cult leader and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him for the first time, I was like, okay, you know, this is a great villain. Yada, yada, yada. And then Susan was like, 
you know that's Chris Hemsworth Thor, right? And I was like, oh snap. But I think he he is really good at his range of actors. Like when I see him, I think of the silly, goofy guy. But in the El Royale, that man was that man was a menace. Okay. And I, I, I can see it. You know, he has a good range. I think he can do it. So I haven't seen that movie, but there was a movie that came out on Netflix with Miles Teller where they're like in a prison, he runs the prison. He's yeah. doing all this genetic testing. And it was like the same way you could play goofy, but also at a flip of a switch be menacing. My thing is, do we need an Australian voiced Fox or can Chris Hemsworth do a convincing American accent? He can do a convincing American accent. Um, or English. Well, yeah, American. Watch Bad Times at the El Royale. He comes in very late, but he steals the show and he doesn't have that Australian accent. He kind of has that nice, um, calm, suave cult leader thing going on. Okay. And he doesn't sound Australian, in my opinion. You know, some people hear Kiss Hemsworth's voice and they're like, that's Australian. But he had a pretty good, calm accent that wasn't Australian, in my opinion. Okay. I think if you want a taste of his range of like an American, try that. You know, it's based off of. I think it was like California and Nevada or something like that's where it's based off of. So like, so like Southwest, Southwest. So I thought it was great. I think he was a great villain. Listen, as long as when they put out a a star Fox trailer, they do do a barrel roll. I just want at the end, as it goes to black and shows the, the date of when it comes out, all you hear is do a barrel. And it just fades out. Well, let's go on to our next section. It is called This or That. One of the last episodes you were on, we talked about Kids WB cartoons. Yes. And actually on our Nostalgia Junkies Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, we put out two shorts that went viral this past few weeks. And one of them was the Jackie Chan Adventures TikTok. And actually, we put out a Static Shock one that was liked by Phil Lamar, the voice of Static Shock. So here's your choice. Jackie Chan Adventures or Static Shock? My pick and which one I prefer. Yeah, you can only have one. Static shot. Really? I love Jackie Chan, man. I love Jackie, but Static Shock was different. Like, you know, it had some deep, deep messages in there. Especially a you know, a kid of color growing up. Mm-hmm. It was it was something new. It was something people could relate to. It was also kind of just dope. This man just loaded on a saucer and Mm-hmm. control electricity it was just basic you know jackie chan you know i don't own a you know a shop or anything like that i don't an know antique china shop. i don't have any of that stuff but like like i don't have any of the stuff they had but you know virgil had homework i had homework that's relatable i think some of the villains were on there were pretty good mm-hmm. but i'm gonna have to go static shock hands down but i do love jackie chan and i love jackie chan adventures I will agree with you. I think out of the two shows, if I had to pick one to watch, it's going to be Static Shock. I love the superhero genre. And like you said, the show did a really good job tackling those issues that were difficult for kids, whether mm-hmm. it was systemic racism or dealing with grief. Yes. Jackie Chan Adventures was just a good watch. It was a, always a fun time show. But I felt like it had motifs that were also captured in shows like Kim Possible. Yeah, I felt like it was always, you know, overcoming that's what it was you know they would gain one talisman but something tragic would happen that they're always you know one step forward two steps back that's what it always felt like so i got one more this or that for you 
We're going back to 90s crushes. All right. Daniel Fischel, Topanko Lawrence from Boy Meets World, or Tiffany Thiessen, who was Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell. Do you need pictures? Oh, I don't know who any of those are. Got it blocked? There we go. There we go. Sorry. Oh, I, I've seen her. I've seen her. Yeah. What? I, I, you've definitely seen both these. I've definitely these seen her. I know exactly who they are. So, Daniel Fischel or Tiffany Thiessen? Probably the first one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go with you on that one. Topanga Lawrence, Daniel Fischel, always been a huge crush of mine since a kid watching Boy Meets World. Mm. I loved Tiffany Thiessen. I mean, Tiffany Thiessen was a crush as well. But I felt that, you know, Daniel Fischel was just... There was more substance to her character in the show. You know, mm-hmm. they actually kind of let her be the brains and the beauty. Where okay. while Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell did also have brains and beauty, it was definitely more of a, hey, look at me. And we have another character be the brains, which was Elizabeth Berkeley's character, uh, Jesse. Yes, yes. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode then. We were just talking about 90s TV shows. Let's Sorry. listen to some 90s cartoons, buddy. Love it. Let's let's do it, man. I love so, cartoons. This is uh going back to one of the episodes that Brandon and I did last year where we listened to our nineties live action theme songs. We are now doing nineties cartoon theme songs. Which I have a chance at. I think I could yeah, get some of this right. I dude, Brandon destroyed me in the live action. I think the ending score was like four to twenty one. Yo, Brandon's mega mind, bro. He 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 has all the knowledge that it's we lost as a kid. But let's go in this little competition. We'll see how many we get through today and we'll save some for next time if we need to. Perfect. Let's do this. Let's do it. As soon as you know what it is, shout it out. Gotcha. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do this. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yep. Okay. Do, 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 do. So, did you watch The Simpsons like growing up? Like, was that a sh- the show that you were allowed to watch in your house? It was one of the few shows we were allowed to watch, which I'm surprised we were able to. Mm-hmm. Um, was not the biggest fan of it though. Bart was definitely annoying. I definitely think Lisa was the better sibling. Oh, I agree. I remember because it would it would only be on at some like on Fox 61 at like five or six o'clock Eastern Standard Time, or on Sundays. When we were kids, it was still gaining its popularity in the 90s. Yeah. I remember sitting in the living room, working on homework, and the theme song would come on, and I would just hear my mother yelling from the kitchen, change the channel. It was a show that we were not allowed to watch in our house. Well, it was understandable, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, when you're you're seven years old, it's not an appropriate show for a seven-year-old. Agreed. Agreed. But like... I was even up through like I'd say like going into middle school, it was still something that my mom didn't want in the house. I was I definitely enjoyed the fact that I didn't watch it as a kid, because like now it's a show that when it comes on, for me it's a new episode. Yeah, like I've never seen some of these episodes, and I now am getting to like experience it as an adult for the first time. Yeah, and it's, they feel like brand new episodes. I. Even the ones I think I remember, mm-hmm. I don't remember it the same. Like the one I remember the, as clear as day that I always go back and watch and it changes. It's the one where Bart is, uh, you know, he goes on a plane or he does like the Peace Corp or whatever. I don't know because I never and seen he it. He falls in love with someone, but it happens like the last 
15, no, like the last 10 minutes of the episode. Okay. And the first part of the episodes, I have no idea what's going on. I was able to convince my mom to bring me to the Simpsons movie as a kid, though. The movie was good. I watched it the first time yep. going to a, a Boy Scout camp trip. Except my mom, like, you know, my, my, mom's, a, my mom's a religious woman. And, like, mm. she, she's, she's cool. But I remember we went to go watch it. And all of a sudden, like, like the opening scenes, Bart's penis is just on the screen. Yeah. After that, Simpsons was definitely not allowed in the house. <laughs> like, I gave it one chance, and it was the one thing that had a Bart penis in it. So the movie was amazing. I thought oh, it was great. I still love it. I love it. I mean, it's on Disney Plus. Like, it's not that bad. Ready for number two? Let's do it, man. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls. I was trying to figure out what the, um, that little, like, laser stuff dun, going on. Dun, I was dun, like, dun, dun, dun. yeah, dude, I, I love Powerpuff Girls so much. Like, actually, the last one of the last episodes uh, you were on, we did the Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah. And we talked about Mojo Jojo, man. Dude, Mojo Jojo deserves so much better. Yeah. Now they have like a reboot of it. And now there's like a fourth Powerpuff Girl. You hear about that? No. There is a fourth Powerpuff Girl who's like a blonde or something. She was like evil at one or she joined them for a bit. And then eventually she like left. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure there is a fourth one. It made no sense. It was kind of like one of those things like when you get older, and you look at how they, you know, how they murdered that show. And you're like, what did mm-hmm. they, what happened? Like you had the, you had the script. You just had to stick to it. Well, like they also were going to do the live action Powerpuff Girls. Yes. And Chloe Bennett from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to play Blossom. And then she pulled out. Dove Cameron was supposed to be Bubbles. She pulled out. And now there is no more Powerpuff Girls live action. I kind of I kind of don't want to see a live action of Powerpuff Girls. Listen, I'm with you. I don't know how they were going to do. It was supposed to be Mojo Jojo's son. So I don't know how they would do that in live action. I don't know how you cast Mojo Jojo other than CGI. And I feel like, like that's a this- PR nightmare. Okay, ready for number three? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, Batman, this is the a animated Batman series. Right? animated series. Yeah, it is. I yeah. still think Batman the animated series has by far the best artwork of any children's TV show. When I think of Batman, I think of that. The Batman animated series was so good. Introduced so many new characters. I loved it. It did. I mean, Batman the Animated Series also, wasn't that the kickstart for the whole DC animated universe? Yeah. Because we got Batman, then we had Superman. Yep. And it was Justice League. Static Shock even was in the DC animated universe. The Batman tone was such a shift in the cartoon industry that did you know that the Ninja Turtles cartoon actually ended up redesigning the whole way that the show was done after Batman the Animated Series? I did not know that. Yeah. Did not know that at all. The way that it was done, they liked the darker tones to it and the fact that like it was a little grittier. So mm-hmm. if you watch the, like, the 1989 cartoon, you can see where that tonal shift is where they said, oh, hey, Batman is actually doing this. We should do that. Oh. See, I had no idea that was even, you know, a concept. I definitely noticed the change. I didn't know where it came from, though. Yeah, it's... Batman the Animated Series, by far one of the top tier cartoons, just from the writing perspective 
and we're not even talking about the voice acting yet. Like we could we could sit here for we hours. We could sit here for acting. hours and talk about Batman and Animated Series. I love that. Mm-hmm. So let's do number four. This is the you know, Animaniacs. Animaniacs, yes. Also yeah. the people who live in the Warner Brothers Towers. Exactly. And also, oh, dude, Pinky and the Brain was a part of this. Oh. We had... Uh, <laughs> I forgot that the guys that video that we use these from they they bleep out the the name. Forgot about that. I was like, what is going on yeah, over at there? One point I looked over and I'm like, is this is a Hulu version. And like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Animaniacs was such a great cartoon series. It was kind of set up like Looney Tunes, where it had like the shorts. Yep. But it was I don't want to say it wasn't more slapstick. It was just like a goofier. Right, I don't want to say like Looney Tunes is more sophisticated, but mm-hmm. I felt like Animaniacs had a wider variety. Of it what felt was more on. mature too. Like these things could happen, mm-hmm. whereas Looney Tunes was like, "I'm gonna blow you up with like six Acme tons dynamite, of like yeah. Acme dynamite, and you know you're gonna be just left with two eyeballs and a bill." Okay, ready? Let's go. One, two, three. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. God, I love Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo was so good. That Riz, yo, boy had that Riz. Yeah. Oh, not only that is that, but the man, I'm pretty. <laughs> I love Johnny Bravo, dude. You and I have already talked about Johnny Bravo before on a previous podcast, but that is a show that I would love to see come back in some scope. Mm, it, I it, think it's amazing. It needs something. Want to go on? Yeah. For Johnny Bravo, though, I will say this. I think if there was a time to bring it back, now would be now. the time. It now would be the time. It's now. And it doesn't need to be live action. It doesn't need to be a 30-minute cartoon. I'm thinking just 5 to 15-minute shorts. Yeah. That's all it needs, man. I, I love Johnny Bravo. Love that, man. Okay, here we go. This is uh, Arthur. I could see it. I could see the artwork, like the original yep. like book. And I'm like, oh. So I actually can tell you why I instantly got this. Okay. So Susan has been crocheting and I have a friend that also knits. And every time I hear the word knit, I think of that one scene where they, uh, you know about that scene? Possibly. Where it's almost like a witch hunt kind of thing. This person was like knitting or something and they put a big old K on Arthur's chest and they put, you know, he's a knitter. He's a knitter. And then he woke up and he was like, I'm not a knitter. I'm not a knitter. And I was like, as a what? kid, as a, you never seen that? No. <laughs> Yo, it was literally the closest thing to them dropping the R word on PBS kids, dude. R word or the N word, man. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. <laughs> the, it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> So all the, every time my friends like yo I, I I do some like knitting or whatever I send them that clip because it's hilarious and I'm like yo this is on PBS Kids you know free public television I can't I have no comment <laughs> man okay we ready let's go to the next one <laughs> oh Dexter's Laboratory yes oh DD get out of my laboratory. See, I wouldn't have gotten into this part. Like, after 10 seconds went by, like, it has that, like, that symphony in the background. Yeah, dude, I watch way too many 
cartoons. I. It's like my life at this point. Could you imagine how expensive that, you know, electric water and heating bill would be? I mean, let's be real. Dexter's dad must be loaded. I think there's a, I have a theory that Dexter's dad has a laboratory, which, you know, Dexter's laboratory offsets the cost of his dad's. I feel like his dad has something wild happening in that house. Look at look at his look at his wife. Dude, I feel like we just need a whole episode on just cartoon moms. I feel like we already know who's gonna be the top two. Dexter's mom. This is impossible. Oh, really? Or uh, not Miss Miss Incredible? Miss Incredible. I was gonna say. I'm thinking Kim Possible's mom. I'm like Kim Possible's mom's no, good. Yeah, you know, it's like Elastigirl, and then you can throw Shigo in there. Oh, but dude, Shigo. Shigo bad. You know, I just watched um, the Kim Possible through time like movie special. Mm. When it's like future Shigo, she just got the touch of gray. Yeah. Shigo could get it. Okay, we ready? Doug. Yeah. I don't know how you got it that quick. Dude, Nickelodeon kid, man. Patty Mayonnaise, man. Oh. They used to hype her the hell up, bro. She wasn't even that good, man. But you know what? She, I think she was the, she was the girl like in everyone's like school where, you know, she was popular. She, she wasn't the, you know, the baddest one, but you no, know, she cared. She had a heart of gold. She was sweet. That was and, the thing. She was, she was a nice girl that was just kind. She wasn't too bad. And you know what? She just gave people the time of day. There's been a couple of episodes though where, you know, like she was a bitch. Like, she was just was rude, it? like, but you know, like, you're that important of a character when you talk to the bully and the bully just shuts up. Like, oh, dude, with Roger Klotz? Yeah. Oh, dude. I would love the way she would put Roger Klotz in his place. Why was, um, what's his, uh, best friend, Skeeter? Skeeter. Why was he blue? Why Why were they, like, what universe was this? Was it, like, why dude, were they all The neighbors colors? were purple. <laughs> huh? The neighbors were purple. The dinks? <laughs> the dinks the dinks man ain't no way <laughs> did you not know that their name was dink no no i did not dude the, the, the dinks, whole, the dinks. It, it, dude, oh it, it's God. an acronym it's an acronym what's it for dual income no kids yo fire fire name dude, oh did, my you God. didn't know that doug's neighbors no. were the dinks i didn't even know he had neighbors bro dude Remember the, the the neighbor would always come over. The husband was always like, I got this new tech thing. And the, the wife was like, hmm, yes. Like drinking the wine. I thought it was just some random people like in the neighborhood. I didn't know they were neighbors. No, th- those were the neighbors, man. The dinks. Wow. Yeah. The dual income, no kids. Like, dude, we should go to famous neighbors at one point. That'd be a good episode. Okay, you ready? Oh, Captain Planet. Yes. Heart. Oh, planets. Oh, such a good show. I loved Captain Planet growing up. It was so difficult to watch that, too, because, A, you had to wake up like 530 in the morning to watch it. Mm-hmm. Why was it available at 530 in the morning? I don't know, but like I used to deliver the Hartford Current with my mom. And so we'd be up at like two in the morning folding papers and they all had to be delivered by five. So we would deliver the papers, come home. 
we'd have like a bacon, egg, and cheese from McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I'd watch Captain Planet on Saturdays, man. All I know is Captain Planet, like, <laughs> I had to wake up so early to watch that and Zoids. And Zoids. Yo, Captain Planet had some villains, dude. Captain Planet was the one show where every time, like, someone would get captured, because, of course, you need all of them together to mm-hmm. summon Captain Planet. As a kid, I always thought, why not just chop a finger off? You don't even need you don't even need the kid. Just chop the finger off. Have you watched the Don Cheadle uh Captain Planet specials on YouTube? No. <laughs> you you gotta watch them. It's Don Cheadle. Like, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle well, War Captain Machine. Pla- Is Captain- he Captain Planet? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Don Cheadle from Iron Man. Yeah. He plays Captain Planet and he's like, it just him like he's like tired Lieutenant of saving Rose. the world. And the only person he keeps alive is Mai Tai. <laughs> and he goes, Mai Tai, bring me a mother Mai Tai. He swears? Oh, you got to send me this. Dude, I'll send you the links. The, you gotta send the me Captain this. Planet Don Cheadle stuff is hysterical. Oh, is it, it dub? Or? No, it, it's live action. All I could think of oh, when yeah. it came out was the kid that we went to high school with that would dress up as Jiraiya. I actually saw him at Dave and Buster's. Did you really? Yeah, he served me a drink. The reason I brought him up is I remember he was like, yo, I'm going to come and dress as Captain Planet. Dude painted himself blue for yeah. school. As soon as you said that, I instantly remembered it. I'm like, there ain't no way. I remember and I'm this. like, dyed his hair green, painted his skin blue. Admitted. He did not give a shit. Went full set. Oh my gosh! Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next cartoon before we say something too bad. I'm going to hell. Oh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yes. Oh, that is a show that I absolutely love. We all loved it, but uh, damn, it fucked with our minds, dude. Courage the Cowardly Dog. That is like one show that actually gave me nightmares. And I would be afraid to go to sleep. Dude, it's not even the content. It was just the animation style. Yeah. It was so off-putting, but in a good way. I also liked how they had different animation styles as well. It wasn't always like, you know, flat 2D or whatever like that. Once mm-hmm. every often, they'll come out with a you know a 3D or a claymated one. And you're like, yo, this is... Yep. I've never seen anything like this. I am scared. There, it's not often I like mixed modes of animation. It usually yeah. it bothers me. I don't know if it's like an OCD thing, but I feel like yeah. two shows that have done mixed modes well and for completely different reasons. Adventures of Gumball did mixed modes of animation very Agreed. well just because that was their style. Yep. And Courage the Cowardly Dog from a disruptive point. like The purpose of it was to be off-putting. Yeah. And it did it so well without making it impossible to watch. Yes. Here, we got like uh, three more for, for today. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Recess? Yeah. Wow. Right from the bell. Bro, that, that, that recess spell, man. Dude, I love this show. You so want to know much. how I knew it was recess? Here, September 2009. We had, what was it? The mole day for MHS? Yeah. And came home that day, watched TV, came, went to school the next day, came back, and the cable was shut off. 
my mom informed us she was no longer spending money on cable. We were a, you know, Nintendo family now. And I was like, what? I was like, yo, didn't I pay the cable bill last month? But regardless, she pulled it off. And multiple times when I came home from school at one point, that's all that would play. It was a good show, though. It was a very good show. And I, it is very accurate. Like, when you see, like, the different cliques in the groups, and then you see, like, the preschoolers and stuff like that, you know, those preschoolers, like, it was a jungle. And it makes sense. Like, if you never worked in a preschool or worked with, you know, preschoolers, it's accurate. It, they're, it they're wild. And I'll, I'll go even a step further. They also, just like, they portrayed the employees of the school accurately, too. Yeah. Like, they did a good job from the kids' perspective of making Principal Prickly and Miss Finster look like jerks but when you got a chance to see like what they were actually doing behind the scenes it wasn't them just being jerks it was like hey this is what's going on exactly like miss uh miss finster was shipping back all the unused ice cream from the school year yep. to buy new textbooks for the next school year i'm like that's like a legit thing that people would do yeah like th- that's something that should happen any unused food gets sold back and you, you buy supplies. As a kid, all you see is, uh, you know. You're taking away our ice cream? That's our ice cream. They paid for that. And it's like, no, no, no. They took we, you our need- jibs. They took our jibs. They took our ice cream. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. <laughs> oh, uh, Goof Troop. Always on the run. Well, hold on. Let me listen best to this. Best pal. Yeah. You don't remember the show? One second, this is fire. Oh, it's such a great show. Oh, Goof Troop, Goof Troop. Yeah. Oh, I was like, why does it sound like uh, like Max? Like all I kept thinking was Max. And I was like, it sounds like something like from the Goofy movie or something like that. Dude, I wow, I, I love Goof Troop. I didn't get to watch it too much. I only saw a couple episodes. I just love the theme songs. I love when it goes down to the... Yeah. Didn't Max have his own show? Um, I think that was it. I don't think there was... I want to say there was like a spinoff where it was just Max. And that's the one I remember. I don't remember. Like when he's older? No, he was like a kid. And it was just like his after school antics. I thought that was Goof Troop. Like because there was the Goofy Shorts. Yep. And then there was Goof Troop, which was more about Max and um, PJ. Maybe it, maybe it is Goof Troops. I swear yeah. I thought there was one that had the word Max in it, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, it, but it was like Max. like It was all Max and uh, PJ, his friend. Yeah. That, so that's, maybe it is that's Goof, Goof Troops. Troops. Okay. We got one more for today. All right. That's what we got. That'd be a good one. Oh, hey Arnold! Ah, dude, I love jazz, man. Yeah, the fact that this was like a jazz um, just intro was so great. When Helgo comes out, it was move it, football head. It was so good. good. Yo, I never appreciated triangle as much as Hey Arnold. What was that? Oh, the triangle. The little triangle in the background. Yo, they they played the junk out of that triangle, man. And you you can just see that guy in the sound. He's like, yeah. He, he's loving it. Oh, he 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 going in hat backwards. 
eyes closed. I got one job. I'm going to do it well. Whack the triangle. We need more cowbell. Okay, Christopher Walken. (laughs) No, but I I think Hey Arnold was great. I loved the art style. I loved the jazz. And I loved how it was like there was a community of kids. And I always wanted that baseball field they had. And, like, it was just a baseball field in the middle of, like, New York, kind of, basically. And it was just a vibe. And then you have Hey Arnold's room. And his room room is the vibe. It's the vibe for the 90s. I feel like that is what everybody wants. Everyone, Everyone that grew up in the 90s wanted Arnold's bedroom. They wanted that access right to the roof in, in like, downtown New York. His stereo system, his bed that he had. I mean, Arnold was killing it. Bro, you know how much that room alone would go for nowadays? I More than my mortgage. Bro, it would be insane. It's like, you know, I'd say that would be worth about four, four or five Gs right there. That's true. You know, all glass, access to the roofs, skyline to New York. I will say Arnold or Hey Arnold was a show that I did not appreciate as a kid. It was really like, so as a little kid, you know, because when we, when we were little, we had Rugrats, we had Angry Beavers, we had Cat Dog. Yep. There was Hey Arnold. And like for me, I was much more to that goofy perspective. Mm-hmm. And Hey Arnold didn't fit that vibe. No. Hey Arnold and Doug were more of a serious, very serious tonality same in like i don't know i think rocco's modern life like dry humor it wasn't something that was like okay i want goofy crazy like give me animaniac stuff yeah like i want that quality as i got older into like fifth sixth seventh grade that is where i started to appreciate hey arnold like mm-hmm. hey arnold would definitely be the show like i'm gonna come home from school i got some stuff to do that's the show that i want on in the background mainly because i just want to hear the triangle <laughs> I will say this. I think Hey Arnold was a show that was definitely needed in the 90s for a lot of kids, especially mm-hmm. inner city kids. Like, for example, you had them going to school. What was it? PSNY or NYPS or whatever. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I was like, what the? Like, what are they? What is this? Yep. Like, you don't just call it, you know, like Washington school or mm-hmm. Nathan Hale school. No, they call it like, you know, PSNY. And then like they gave it a number. I As a kid, I remember. I would know the number nowadays. I don't remember it. But then as you get older, you're like, oh, in New York, they don't go by names of schools. They go by, you know, public schools in New York, and then they put a number to it. And that's how they're recognized. Maybe they have a couple of names here and there, but I'm pretty sure it's just numbers. Um, but I, th- I love that little touch right there. How, you know, they got shipped, from, you know, from the buses, they had their bikes. Um, it actually felt like, like I could, Blue Skidoo in there, and I could have a normal, I could live a normal life in there for at least a day. It's a show that would not be able to be made today. It thrived off that relationship and friendships that, like, I'm not saying those friendships don't exist. Yeah. But it was based off of face-to-face interaction, and I don't think you can do that with the way that technology is. I definitely agree. I think, you know, there's also the movie where they introduced his parents, too. I haven't seen that. Kind of don't want to see it because I'm. I don't want to ruin that childhood aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I respect that. You know, hey, it's out there, but I don't need to see it. Yep. But let's go into our next segment. 
we are going to do 90s trivia. Yes, I'm excited about this one. Very excited. Okay. Do you want to ask first or answer first? Um, I want to... I'll answer first. Okay. So we got three questions that we're going to do today. I will ask you the question first. Let's do it. So what links these three clues together? Skids, Zubaz, Manpreez. What? Skids, Zubaz? Zubaz. Z-U-B-A-S? Z-U-B-A-Z. Zubaz. And Manpreez. Like, are they pants? Yeah, they're, they're, they're three types of pants from the 90s. That's the answer. That's the answer. That's the answer. Ain't no, yeah. there was no way, bro. Pants from the 90s. Skids, Zubas, and Manpreez. What are skids? I All I can think of skid marks, dude. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of underwear, like, bro. Are they striped pants? <laughs> no, just one stripe up the crack. Just, just, just. <laughs> all right. I have one for you. I think you would really appreciate it. Okay. Who is Calvin Hortazar Broadus? Junior, more commonly known as, is he known as Easy E, Snoop Dogg, Jay Z, or Dr. Dre? Oh God, you're expecting me to know '90s hip hop. I saw this one and I was like, I have no idea. Calvin Cortazar, Brodus Junior. Brodus Junior. Wait, is it Brodus or Brontus? Brodus. 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 I, I, when you first said, like, Brontosaurus Jr., I'm like, that's a, that's a bitchin' name. Um, that's fire, bro. Fire. Snoop Dogg. You are correct. Really? I, it makes sense why we call him Snoop Dogg. I would, yeah, I, I would, could not take that name or, seriously. Or Snoop Lion, as he was formerly known as. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a terrible one. <laughs> okay, I got another one for you. What popular children's book series featured a bespectacled young lad wearing a distinct red and white striped shirt that became difficult to find on each page? Where's Waldo, man? Where's Waldo? Yeah. I have one I really want to do, but I'm going to save it towards the end because I feel like it's okay. the best. But this one, I feel like, is right up your alley. What old school fortune telling classroom game? Use paper, a pencil, and a spiral to predict your future. A paper, a pencil, and a spiral? Yes. Dude, all I could think of was cootie catchers. Paper, a pencil, and a spiral. I can give you a little hint if you want. Yeah, give me like I feel like I'm gonna hit I'm gonna I'm like really? Like afterwards, but what what what's the hint? I believe before you played, you had a setup. A little bit on the paper, and there was a box. Spin the pencil. No, I have no clue. Mash, dude. I have never played Mash. You never played Mash. I've never played Mash. Jocelyn's told me about it all the time. We were FaceTiming with one of our friends who was actually playing Mash while we were on FaceTime, like wherever she was. Again, thirty years old, yeah. playing Mash. I never played. Bro, I want to play it so bad. You, you know what Mash stands for, right? Isn't it like Mary? No, what is it? Mansion, apartment, shack, house. Okay. And uh, you would go in a spiral. You put like how many kids you had on the side. You pick like numbers like one, two, three, four. 
and you would count the you would go in a spiral. You would tell them to stop. You count the, sp- the lines in a spiral, and you eliminated things from there. Uh, I'm thinking of FMK over here. It was it was it was really really addicting in the nineties. Well, we'll have to try it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've never I've never played so. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll play it for sure. Okay, I got one more clue for you for this episode. What did Lorena Bobbitt do to her husband John? Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt. I have no idea who Lorena Bobbitt is. Uh, she did something very invasive to her husband and then chucked it out a window on a highway. Record him? Nope. I cannot imagine what you could do to someone then chuck it out of a window. I got to hear this. She cut off his penis. What? Dude, let me see that card. Oh, wow. Cut off his penis, drove down the highway, and chucked out the window off the freeway. They had to send, like, the search team to go find it and have it reattached. Dude went on to later do porn. Wait, what? With the reattached penis? There ain't no... Oh, my. I was listening to some podcasts. It might have been one of Burt Kreischer's no things. Way. And they were talking about it, and they were saying how he, he does porn. My mind is actually pretty blown right now. Yeah. That's that's a comeback story, bro. <laughs> you know, we we've said sports so much on this podcast. What's the last question? This whole episode is about to be like a bleep. Yep. Anyway. Oh, this this thing's gonna get flagged and taken down. <laughs> All right. So this one isn't a question. It's more of a challenge. Okay. Put these Jurassic Park dinosaurs in order from shortest to tallest. We have the T Rex. Okay. The Bronchiosaurus. Triceratops and the Velociraptor. Velociraptor, Triceratops, T Rex, Brachiosaurus. You, my sir, are correct. I'm pretty sure I know someone from high school who would have gotten that perfectly correct. Would he have walking down the hall was like a dinosaur? Yeah. We know the same person. He don't add me on Facebook no more. I don't know why. I don't even know if I'm friends with him on Facebook anymore. Yeah. I don't know what I did. Maybe he doesn't have Facebook. No, he got Facebook, bro. Trust me. He got Facebook. Oh, is he putting up his dinosaur? He works with dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he works with dinosaurs? <laughs> like, not uh, li- living ones, but like animatronics and <laughs> well, <no> tours. Shit. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> works with di- not living ones. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, works at Jurassic Park down the street, bro. <laughs> yeah, he works right over there, man. Everybody. Oh, <laughs> Oh my so I've been Alex. Make sure you're following us on all of our social medias at Nostalgia Junkies Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I'll see you later. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies Podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.